I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now, it's Chris Harrington on The Grizzlies, Memphis, and more on 92.9's Jeff Calkins Show. Presented by Church Health. Caring for people all around us. Give today at churchhealth.org. He's on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone line. It is Chris Harrington. Chris, what are we listening to? That is um, Folsom Prison Blues, the live version from Folsom Prison by Johnny Cash. A Mythian in the Sacramento area. Other Mythians uh, will be tonight. Ah. Um, Jerry Lee Lewis isn't dead. There was a rumor yesterday that he was dead, or a TMZ report that he was dead, and then uh, not the first time we've had one of those. Is that true? And then TMZ comes back and says he's alive and living in Memphis. So um, he's living in Nesbit, unless something changed. But maybe he's in Memphis. But he's North Mississippi last last I knew. So what? And it's true. We have had other Jerry Lee Lewis's dead reports. Yeah, there was there was there was a prominent one about three years ago, I guess. It was a similar kind of thing. So for me, the uneducated, uh, what is Jerry Lee Lewis's connection to Memphis? Um, he is one of the generation of Southern musicians who came to Memphis um, for, you know, for music, sort of. I don't know I don't know whether he came specifically for Son, but they ended up congregating at Son. And so you had, I mean, Elvis had moved up here as a teenager. He was already here, but... Uh, Carl Perkins came from Jackson, Tennessee, and Johnny Cash came from Dias, Arkansas, and Jerry Lee Lewis came from Faraday, Louisiana, and Memphis was sort of a pull um, for a lot of these people, and ended up all being at Sun and making their making their name at Sun Records. And he still has he always. I mean, your sense is he's lived in the area. He's he, Nesbit. He lives in Nesbit. I I don't know his full like. Um, right you know, domicile history. I know that, you know, seven, eight years ago, uh, I edited a big piece on him and, and, and it was, he was living in Nesbitt at the time. How significant musically is Jerry Lee Lewis? I mean, pretty significant. He, he is one of, you know, that generation, that sort of initial rock and roll generation. He's not, I, I think Elvis and Chuck Berry were the leading lights of that generation, but like, he's like, you know, right there behind them along with, you know, Cash and, and Little Richard and Bo Diddley, I guess. Um, he didn't have, like a lot of those guys, most of those guys, they, he didn't really have longevity. The idea of, like, rock and roll as, like, a, a, a lifelong career, like, you know, it was 10 years ten years later with, like, the Beatles and Dylan and all that, that, like, sort of that became, like, a reality of, you know, it could be a creative endeavor lifelong. That wasn't really the way it was seen in the mid-'50s. Um, but like Johnny Cash, he reemerged as a country artist in, in the in the '60s, 
and was primarily a lot of his biggest hits after the first couple it signed came came on the country charts. Have you seen him? Uh, yeah, but not like you know. Not, I wasn't I right. wasn't at the Hamburg Club in in 1964. You know, I, I I've not seen him in full force. Certainly, right. right. All right, uh, Grizzlies Sacramento tonight, and we got the news yesterday that Zaire Williams would be out four to six weeks with tendonitis in his right knee. We had had the sense that something might be up or whatever. It was mysteriously silent. What did you make of the uh, Grizzlies update? Well, you know, Drew and I had talked about it on the pod earlier this week towards the end, and we'd both been at shoot-around, and it was clear at shoot-around, even, even when you got in at the end for the last five minutes or they're shooting free throws or whatever, like it was clear that Jaron had been pretty active to some degree, and Zaire Williams just had not. Like his shoes weren't even tied. Um, and it was not wearing like he was wearing, you know, it was not wearing, he was not dressed like he had been doing much. Um, and, and our sense was that, well, it's going to be, you know, it might be two or three weeks. I think that's what we, I think that's what one of us said on the pod. Like it, it might be two or three weeks with Zaire. Well, two of that turned out to be four to six, but you know, we, we were just guessing. And so, you know, it, this is just a reminder that like injuries are going to happen and they're going to keep happening all year. And it's sort of the point I made about John Conchar in the preseason about, well, he's stepping into the rotation. Well, he was out of the rotation last year and, you know, played 70-something games and 18 minutes a game. And I think you're going to see Jake LaRavia and David Roddy be like, they're not in the, in the regular rotation right. if the team's healthy, but, like, guess what? The team's never going to be fully healthy when you're playing 10 deep. And so, like, you know, you're going to play 11, 12, 13 guys real minutes all season. Do you think that it, it, it appears that Santi Aldama and – John Conchar will do a better job of stepping up into their roles than, you know, we'll see, than Jake LaRavia and David Roddy and whatever will do stepping into that role, right? You know what I mean? As you move up in the rotation, is that the, the weakness now? Oh, one of the weaknesses? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think that's likely. I think it's hard to, it's hard to know how rookies are going to evolve over the course of a season. Um, but I, I think, I mean, certainly to this point, the Roddy minutes have been pretty rough. I mean, we're four games into someone's rookie season. Right. And they don't have, you know, you know, Danny Green is on the roster and can't play. And so, like, that's another, that's a roster, that's another roster spot that's not, that you can't use, you can't access. And so, you're talking about, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Tiger Williams and Danny Green. So that's like three guys who, if you're fully healthy, or maybe you're above, you know, in the pecking order. Um, and so, you know, I, the Grizzlies are going to have – I don't think they have as much functional depth, like deep depth, as they did last season. Like, not many teams do relative to what they had last season. But we've already seen, like, Taylor, last season, Taylor Jenkins played a 10-man rotation basically every game, and except for the, the one game he only had nine players he could use. Like, he was even using Sean McDermott out of the G League, or maybe that was two years ago. But in the past – you know, he was even. You know, he he would even if it meant like your G League guys are playing 15 minutes, right. he would do that. Well, the, one of these recent games, he only went nine. He didn't. You know, he didn't even play Tillman. Look, Tillman on the bench, he played a nine. And so, you know, we'll see if if they have multiple injuries, if there are times where he he tightens the rotation. Um, but I think you know, I think I think they, I think they want that to some degree the opportunity to force speed minutes to to, to the two first round picks. When Jaron Jackson Jr. comes back. Uh, uh, this question comes from an interested listener. Um, will the Grizzlies play bigger? Lots of Santi Clark and Jaron Jackson Jr. 
Um, I, I don't know that they will. I wouldn't predict that they will. That is not the like path of least resistance, so it's obvious path. But I do think they can. I, I do think I really liked, and they've done this a little bit, and they did it in the last game for a stretch. I really like the um, Brandon Clark, Santi Aldama, Jake LaRavia front line, which has a rate LaRavia essentially at the three. Um, you know, can you take LaRavia out and put Jaron Jackson Jr. in? And I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, whether Taylor Jenkins will or not, I don't know. But I do think that's a, that's a tool in the toolkit that they can deploy because if you think about the, that lineup on offense, Brandon Clark is basically going to be your center, and Aldama and Jaron Jackson are both three-point shooters. You can space four guys, but Brandon Clark has space to operate down the lane. Right. And then on defense, you flip it, and Jaron Jackson is basically your center on defense, protecting the rim. And Clark, I think, is you know he's only six eight, and he's pretty athletic, and so I think he can he can handle he can handle guarding small forwards. You know, if it's not you know the world's greatest, and so yes, I think you can do that. Whether he will or not, I don't know, but I, I would take a look at it. Uh, so tonight it's Sacramento. Um, De'Aaron, didn't De'Aaron Fox for a little bit, wasn't he consistently getting the best of Ja? Less so last year, maybe? What he was, was. I mean, that, yeah. that, you're talking about Ja's rookie season. Yeah. But, but, but yes. I mean, they are similar players in the sense that they are maybe the two fastest guys in the league with the basketball. Now, Ja, ja just has extra stuff, and that extra stuff is, has, has come out in abundance in terms of his feel in terms of his finishing ability, in terms of he uses lots of lots of lots of stuff that as good as the Aaron Fox is, the Aaron Fox doesn't quite right. have. But the Aaron Fox is averaging like thirty points a game to start the season. It's been really good, and they are both blurs with the ball, and so that that might be fun to watch. So yeah, and by the way, we we mentioned there that they had, although they're winless, um, that they had played a, a testing schedule. It was it was Portland, Golden State, and the Clippers. That's who they've lost to. And so, uh, and they're not getting run out of. They haven't been run out exactly. of the gym in these games either. Yeah. Uh, so, in other news, uh, Giannis scored forty three last night. So, Ja is no longer the leading scorer in the league. Giannis is the best player in the league. Is I mean, he's he is easily the best player at this point, isn't he? Definitively the best player in the league. I think so. I think so. All things considered, considered offensive end, defensive end durability, just the whole thing. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Where are you on the Anthony Edwards versus Carl Anthony Towns debate on fried ch- on, on Popeye's chicken? Do you like Popeye's yourself? Of course. I, I like the real chicken. I, don't, give, don't give me the, 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 the strips or whatever. Right. Like, you know, right. Give me the real chicken. But, yes, I like Popeye's chicken. Try not to eat it too much. Um, um, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I eat it less than Anthony Edwards. I don't know. Um, I, I think I think that's a real concern, but not a concern. You Which need is to the concern? The eating of the chicken? What, what, like it's not like someone asked. So, Carl, what about Anthony Edwards and his <laughs> in his in his fast food habits? He just like just volunteered it. I think that was a dumb thing as a teammate to just throw out there out of the blue like that. Yeah, I think that's right. It's a dumb thing as a teammate to throw out out of, out of the blue like that. Um, so, um, all right. But to me, what it really speaks to is sort of this like. You know, when we talked about the stuff, vibe. I don't remember yesterday or the day before, like the idea of vibes and yeah. togetherness and all this kind of stuff and how that matters. Yeah, like the Wolves got three, you know, by some measures, by ESPN's measure, three of the top 25 players in the world. But, like, there's a question about how the parts fit structurally in terms of playing basketball. There's also a, like, like who's, 
who's the top of the pecking order? Who's leading this team? Like, you know, like in Memphis, it's John Moran, and everybody knows it, and everyone embraces it. I, I, it's unclear to me, like, whether they have – I think Anthony Edwards ultimately should be, like, the alpha dog there, but he's, like, 21 years old or whatever, and maybe he's not in shape all the time. And so I don't know, like, who's, you know, who's going to grab that team by the scruff of the neck or whatever and lead it somewhere. Yeah, it's um... – it's interesting the vibe thing because I noticed it when when Minnesota played at Utah, they said that Rudy Gobert when he was back there went out to dinner with a bunch of his old friends, and it was basically half the team. Like it was Mike Conley. It was like it was it was basically the guys who were there last year seemed to be all his friends, and it makes me think that a lot of what went wrong with Utah was vibe. Right, like Donovan Mitchell, like I, I don't, I don't know how it's going to work in well, Cleveland. There were obviously, Mitchell Gobert issues yeah. between the two of them. But yeah. then I get the sense that they probably, if all these other players are going out to dinner with Rudy Gobert when he comes back, it probably wasn't just that. You know, then the team divides along that schism. You know, I, I it, it feels like too. By the way, what do you think of the early returns on Donovan Mitchell in Cleveland? Um, well, he's been putting up huge numbers, and they've been pretty good. Uh, Darius Garland has not been playing, so he played like 13 minutes in like the first game or whatever it was. And so they we, they haven't had Mitchell Garland together to see sort of how that balances. Um, Evan Mobley's been a little disappointing to start the season for me, who had very high expectations. Well, he's taking fewer so shots, and I to... wonder if that's if that's you know related to Donovan Mitchell's. I, I haven't had a chance to really watch them. I've, I've looked at all the box scores um, again, Garland. Without Garland being there, like you know, you, you need like a little bit of a sustained Garland Mitchell together to really feel how it's going to work. But like even with like most of the other guys, other than Mitchell, like not really doing what they would normally do or not being available, like they're off to a pretty good start. And so I, I don't know. I feel good about it if I'm Cleveland. You got all plenty right. of time to figure it all out. And then since you and I are united in our desire to see the Lakers win games, um, yeah, we are. We are. For strategic yeah. reasons, it's not, it's not. It's not going well. It is not the going. One time you want them to win, they can't win. It is not going well. What? What should they do? Like what? Should they? You know, uh, do the deal with Indiana if it's still on the table. What should they do? Well, I don't have to, to really answer that question. I need to know like the truth serum version of LeBron James. Um, is he? There's some there's some sense at this point that he just want, he's just like I'm living in Los Angeles and so like whatever happens happens but like I'm in Los Angeles this is right. what I'm doing it's where my kids in school it's where I got my house I got my entertainment stuff like I'm not I'm just living here I think that's true let's just stipulate that that's true I think that that team is just it can't it can't there's no path out of it to, to if you're talking about like let's win a title this year with LeBron there's just no path out of that. And so, you know, they have a path to, to, to cap space next summer if they just, you know, either they trade Westbrook for expirings or they just, like, you know, just, just let the contract run out. Like, they could, you know, they signed Kyrie Irving. Like, am I a believer in that? No, I'm not. But I could see them talking themselves into that. You know, then you go into next year with Kyrie, LeBron, Anthony Davis, we had a chance to win a title with LeBron. So I guess that is a path. The other path is, like, trade Anthony Davis and, like, really blow things up and stop pretending you're the Lakers and, like, you know, try to build a team. The whole let's trade Westbrook for, like, Miles Turner and Buddy Heald or whatever. And throw in two first-round picks. I just picks. think it's, you yeah. know, and may, maybe, you get, maybe you get the nine. I just don't think, I don't think that does enough for you. 
I don't. I, How about the me, argument that they just that. don't want to be awful? I would awful. not do that and sacrifice future. I would not do that to be marginally better this season and sacrifice mobility, flexibility beyond this season, even if it's just for the next summer. Well, I would because I want the New Orleans pick to not be. <laughs> so so right. I, I, I think I think Buddy Heald and Miles Turner could help them uh, uh, save the uh, – get New Orleans not picking in the top five. They, they, they could probably do that. But, yeah, no, it's a, hell of a, it's a hell of a situation. All right, thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Thanks. It's Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphian. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.